You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. And don't forget to tell a friend. Visit our merch page at 7minutestoriespod.com. That's the number 7minutestoriespod.com. This episode, Life in a House... You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes. And I had exactly seven minutes starting at 8.53 p.m. by the time I walked out my back door to go to the shed in my backyard, shut the door, lock it, and come back inside by 9 p.m. Because Corey and I made a promise that we were going to get the kids to bed by 9 p.m. because we had to get them on a routine because of this quarantine thing. Now, it would not have taken me seven minutes to do this, but I was going to use every single minute. I had been accused earlier that week of sneaking out of the house for a few moments of respite, of reflection. A couple of times, Corey caught me hiding behind the bush uh, in the fetal position. I love my kids more than anything. They've been in the house so long. uh, And sometimes you just need a few moments to reflect on how much you love them. And so I was going to use all of this time and get back in the house by 9 p.m. And so I actually set a timer and I started walking in the backyard and I didn't have any shoes on and the grass was going through my toes and I was feeling nostalgic. It was a you know, spring night. I could smell the smoke, the sweet smoke from some of the fires that were happening in the fire pits around the neighborhood. It's a magic hour, dusk. You could see just the shadow of birds flying in the sky as the sun was going down. And I went out to this shed of mine uh, and it triggered this memory for me about my grandmother's shed and because how many times I went to that shed as a kid, my mom would take me out there to visit my grandmother during winter break and my brother and I, I should say, we went out there and she lived in Ashtabula. It was out in Northeast Ohio. And when it snowed, man, on a good day, it would go up to your waist and on a, on a great day, it would come up to your chest. I mean, so much snow out there. And in the morning, she'd make this amazing breakfast. Her people were from Indiana, so we would have scrambled eggs and sliced ham, like this real farmer's breakfast. And if she ran out of jam in the morning, she would send me out to the shed where she kept it. And she would say, can you go out there? It's really cold outside. And I'd put my little snowsuit out and I would trudge out into the snow and there'd be no noise because the snow would just suck the sound from the world. You could just see footprints from me walking out back to this brown shed and I'd open it up and I would see just rows of pickled vegetables and beets and eggs. And then there was this towering row of different types of jam, beautiful glass jars, all kinds of flavors. But my favorite was the strawberry jam. And I would go, when I was standing inside the shed, I would, I would unscrew the top of the glass jar, take my glove off and stick my finger in and get a little taste just from the top. Oh, I can't even describe the, how good this was. All the sugar would coagulate to the top of the jar and you get this strawberry sweetness. And I'd twist the lid back on and I would run back into the house and she didn't even have to say anything. She just looked at me and she knew that I had snuck a taste. I looked back and I kind of dropped my head a little bit and she'd smile. And she'd take the knife and this big toasted piece of white bread and she would She somehow managed to get that jam on every single corner of this piece of bread. And it was some of the best breakfast and toast I ever had with that strawberry jam. 
And I'm looking up now on this spring night and I see that I have a shed. Now, when I say I have a shed, you have to understand, I've come to the realization that a month ago, before this whole pandemic thing started, I purchased this home. Like, I bought a house. I've never bought a house in my entire life. I moved around a lot as a kid. We bounced. I, my parents were divorced. They moved three or four times, and even in college, and then out to New York and back to Cleveland. I never lived in a place more than four years, and that was an eternity. And just a month ago, I bought a house, and I'm looking at this shed, and I turn around and look at my house, and I realize I don't have to go anywhere if I don't want to. Just sunk in. Just from this little walk out to the shed. And now I'm really feeling just kind of like invigorated and, and just good, you know, despite all these circumstances we're dealing with. And I looked into the, the back of the house and I looked at my kids' rooms and it triggered another memory from when I was a kid. And I, I remember, this is, this is a true story, it was sometime in the 90s. I can't remember when, but I had asked my mother to visit my grandmother, that same grandmother with the strawberry jam. This time, I was laying in my bed at my own house with my mom, and something didn't feel right. It felt really just strange. I had this weird energy. And I went to my mom. I said, I got to go visit grandma. She fought me a little bit on it, but then she obliged. She drove an hour and a half outside of Cleveland out to Ashtabula again. I go to visit my grandmother. We had a great night. I think we played Racco, watched some Wheel of Fortune. The works. It was fantastic. The next morning, I get a call from my mom on the rotary phone. My grandmother answers. She goes, hello. Oh, hey, hello, Sybil. And she hands me over the phone. She goes, your mom wants to talk to you. My mom goes, you won't believe this, but last night when you were over your grandmother's house, lightning struck your room. It hit the side of your the wall where your bed is at and blew a hole through the wall and charred the bed. And I'm so glad you weren't there. I don't know what would have happened to you. Now, I was shocked. But my mom called me down and she said, she said, you know what, though? In some cultures, it's really good luck if your room or your house gets struck by lightning. And now I'm looking up at my house that I just purchased a month ago and I see my kids' bedrooms. And sans the lightning strikes... Haven't had any since then, but now I have kids and they have rooms to sleep in and I get to watch over them. And that must have been a good luck lightning strike. Now I look down back to the sliding glass door where I have to have to go back to in the house because it's almost nine o'clock now and I see Corey sitting at the kitchen table. And you know how you have those moments where people, they don't see that you're watching them, not in a creepy way, but you just kind of. You watch them and they don't notice you and you see them just behaving. They're oblivious. And I'm looking at her and she's just at the kitchen table, little hair falling in her face, the light shining on her. And she's organizing something unaware that I'm just in awe of her and falling in love with her again, standing in our backyard in our grass coming from our shed about to walk back into our house. And I realized my life is in a house. And I can grow this life and build this beautiful life inside of this house for as long as we want to, as long as we have each other, as long as we stick together. And I just wanted to sit in that moment for a second, looking back at the shed and looking at my house. And as the sun was going down and I was about to go back in to put the kids to sleep and realize that I'm one lucky son of a bitch. 
I have a life, a beautiful life, and I'm about to walk right back into it at 9 p.m. to put my kids to sleep in our house. Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Audio production by Ken Went. You can connect with Ken at media216.com. Original artwork done by Pete Whitehead. See Pete's work at petewhitehead.com. And lastly, I'm Corey Burse, and I coordinate the podcast. Make sure and tune in next week for another story.